0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 491, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, June 28th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 491. It's our Comic Reviews episode for the releases from the week of Wednesday, June 28th. Coming to you on June... oh my god, what is it? June, July 10th. Uh, so we're a little later than I would have liked. Um... I have been saying on every episode for a while now that we're, I'm going to stop get, be having these episodes go up so late, but it just hasn't happened yet, so I'm looking forward to the upcoming skip week, so hopefully I can get a, try and get on top of things uh, so that these could stop happening. But the one good thing is that because it's been so long, I'll actually have eight books to talk about. I'm going to do it really, really quick, though, because obviously uh, these books have come out almost two weeks ago, so we're not going to spend a lot of time on this reviews episode. Uh, first up, we have Amazing Spider-Man 29. Uh, this is the beginning of the Secret Empire tie-in with Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man, uh, Secret Empire Part 1, Rightful Ruler, by Dan Slott and Christos Gage, with our work by Stuart Immonen. Um, it's kind of an interesting kind of take on what happens in Secret Empire, seeing where Spider-Man kind of ends up, um, how he ends up, you know, finding out about the new Superior Octopus. Uh, I thought the issue looked great, and read fairly well, though would, I don't think it was my favorite, um, like... It wasn't my favorite issue uh, I did like it I thought that we had a lot of interesting stuff um, I'm excited to kind of see where we go from here um, I thought I thought there'd be a little bit more to this it just felt like I, and I guess we are gonna get more than this obviously I mean this was just kind of the beginning so it felt like it, it lacked quite as much as I thought we were gonna get in terms of this you know I, I thought th- I just thought there'd be a little bit more you get you got uh, Octavius and and Parker to, uh, you know face to face again and I just thought we'd get a little bit more of a, a real fight. Um, but I guess we're going to lead to that or get more, something more like that coming up. But um, I, I just thought it would be more. Um, I thought I, I enjoyed the uh, the art here, I think, a little bit more than the story. I'm still going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. I think it was still a solid read. Um, I just... I expected a little bit more um, in terms of this story, but it, it was still breezy and it still gave you a lot of good elements. It gave you, you know, Peter uh, having to deal with being on, on camera, I thought was kind of an interesting idea. He can't just duck out of things, although he wants to anyway. Uh, next up is Ben Riley, The Scarlet Spider. This is issue number four. Uh, this is written by Peter David, artwork by Mark Bagley. Um, first of all, love Mark Bagley's artwork here. It's so good, uh, it's very entertaining. Um, the story, it's just you know it's just kind of it's kind of it's it's okay it's not great um i find it hard to believe that uh kane can so seamlessly um you know impersonate a guy who's dying of well, i guess they're dying of the same virus but they have different markings on their face so one of them has longer hair and no one seems to notice that ben riley and kane are not the same people um kane remains kind of a weird uh, sorry ben riley i should say remains a character that feels very kind of like, 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 I don't even know what this guy is or who he is. Like, it, it doesn't necessarily feel consistent to any version of Ben Riley previous, nor the Jackal persona. It's just this weird kind of hodgepodge. That being said, I do think there's a consistency in how Peter David's writing him that I'm enjoying it. And I do like how Peter David is, is writing Kane here. It's just such a weird book. Um, it looks great. The storytelling is fairly, fairly on point. I just don't know what story it's really trying to tell. Like, I've, I'm four issues in. And I couldn't tell you what I think is going to happen in the next two issues. Like, I just don't really get what this book is or why it exists and what its point is, which is kind of strange. Uh, next up is Cable Number Two. Uh, this book I'm really kind of enjoying. Uh, it's written by James Robinson, or work by Carlos Pacheco. Or Pacheco. Um, I like that we're kind of getting a, a time traveling cable, um, which is, and I like the kind of cool blade kind of cool weaponry that uh, that is in play here. Um, I like that time travel has been used like this. I'm excited to kind of see where we go from here. Um, I like that you know we have cable on the road, so to speak, on the time on the time road. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm gonna give it a. Uh, do I give it an eight. Yeah, I'll give it an eight. It, it, I think it was a very entertaining book. It's a little bit surface that we're not necessarily getting a lot of deep exploration of stories, but it's moving fast. It's, it's got some cool concepts, and I think that's all we really needed to be. Uh, next up is Infamous Iron Man. This is number nine, written by Brian Michael Bendis, our work by Alex Maleev. Um, the whole component with um, uh, Tony Stark as kind of being the Sorcerer Supreme is kind of weird, uh, him and Doom. Um, and then we get a lot of uh, Johnny Storm and Thing, which I actually thought was really good and well-written, but it's not... Like, it's just weird. I'm reading Infamous Iron Man, and obviously he's kind of developing Thing as being a supporting cast member, but it just feels weird. And then uh, Doom is basically, you know, brought in to S.H.I.E.L.D., and that I don't, I don't really know if I like how that kind of worked either. Um, anyways, it was just kind of just... a lot of it just felt strange. And... Uh, obviously, we're building up to, you know, uh, Doom being able to be with his mom, and I'm excited to kind of see where they go with that, but otherwise, like, this is kind of a weird hodgepodge that some of the elements of it, I think, are really well-suited to Alex Leave. I think the uh, conversation with uh, J- Johnny and um, and Ben really worked. Uh, I think the rest of the issue kind of faltered and didn't quite deliver. I'm going to give it a 6. Uh, next up is uh, The Flash 25, which I like and don't like in almost equal measure at times. It um, is written by Joshua Williamson. It's uh, got artwork by Carmine DiDomenico, Neil Googe. I don't even know how to pronounce it, and Ryan um, Which So a lot of different artists, and I guess my problem was more on the Neil Googe artwork. I don't even know if that's right. Because Carmine DiDomenico, his line work is extremely distinctive. So you know when it's him. And you also know when it's Ryan Suck. And then you know when it's not. So when it's not Ryan Suk or Carmine Domenico, you know who it is. You know it's the uh, it's the third guy, uh, the guy whose name I can't seem to pronounce. And I, th- I thought his portrayal of uh, Barry and Thawne just seemed a little too simplistic and juvenile at times in terms of. Uh, how he illustrated the faces. And I guess part of the problem is that you have a big storyline this, like this, which kind of sur- tries to um, wrap together every kind of origin of Professor or Zoom that you have. problem with that is that, the, the, first of all, that it's a complex thing to even try and do, because the character has gone through a lot of different permutations. Um, even the origin of the character and what kind of led up to his... Uh, eventually, getting the speed force is totally different uh, based on you know that what was the issues during the brightest day kind of volume of flash that Jeff Johns wrote, and he basically had uh, zoom uh, going back in time and modifying his own origin to get it to a certain point, which was just kind of crazy already that like it was it was a really interesting issue but also kind of at the, kind of pointless that you know, you get to see uh, Zoom in origin, but really it was all pared down after him erasing multiple versions of his origin. And you also have the DC universe as it used to be, where these used to be such a huge, interesting legacy behind Zoom, because Loom had been dead, and so had been Barry. And then you had him come back, although it didn't quite always make sense how he did, and it just you had all these other things that really added weight, and it feels like we don't really have those anymore, but we kind of do, but we don't. And this series is kind of uh, struggling as a result. Um, Irish finding out about Barry being the Flash is kind of interesting, but also something that, you know, had existed for years and years and years, and now we're just having to kind of redo old plot points. Um, I like it, don't get me wrong, I just didn't love it. I'm going to give it a 7. Um, although I've, I think G, G, D.J. Domenico and Ryan Sook are absolutely fantastic here. I'm not as big a fan as uh, of Goog, or Googe, I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, Next up is Punisher, number 13. Uh, This is really, really good. Um, This is by Becky Cloonan, artwork by Chris Anka. Um, It's a pretty brutal story about about, uh, Frank Castle kind of finding that something's been taken and wanting to figure out where it's gone. Um, It's a pretty badass uh, Punisher story, and uh, it's hard to kind of watch it sometimes it's it's pretty messed up there's so much going on here and uh, I just thought this was absolutely fantastic Clunan is really I I haven't been a fan of all the art that she's accompanied her stories but I thought her stories themselves have been extremely strong and this issue I think the art and the story really melded together well and uh, it was immensely entertaining very well done a great ending to this I I don't think the volume is over I think there's still more issues to come I can't remember now yeah, I think there's still more, so... Um, although it says, See you all next month when we turn out all the lights, so that doesn't sound good for this series, but it's too bad, because it's actually been quite interesting, and Anka, I think, really nailed it here. Uh, next up is Spider-Gwen 21, which I think I feel like I've missed an issue or two. Uh, it's written by Jason Latour. I work by Robbie Rodriguez. Um, you know, it's still got a distinctive look to it. I just was not as interested or engaged in this storyline here. Um... You know, it you, you get a, a you know Logans here. You, you have uh, more elements, kind of moving the story forward with George Stacy. Um, I, I just didn't love it. I, I don't know. I feel like I've fallen out of touch with this book a little, or haven't been enjoying it as much. And I like the art, but I wasn't a big fan of the story. So I'm going to give it a six and a half. And last but definitely not least, we have X Men Gold. Uh, this is sorry, X Men Blue, I should say. Uh, X Men Blue. This is issue number six. Uh, which moves forward the storyline of um, of Jimmy um, a little bit. Although really, this is more about Jean Grey. Um, uh, who is the creative team here? It's written by Colin Bunn, artwork by Ray Anthony Height and Ramon Box. Um, so a bit of a, I guess a, a fill in team. Uh, I, I like the art. I thought it was interesting and engaging. Uh, the story by Bunn, I think, is very good. I like how. They're developing Jean Grey, and I like how she kind of teams up with the rest of her team here. Um, I liked that they were in magic and they're kind of finding out about this group that's basically idolized uh, Wolverine, and they're honoring his legacy. I thought it was a really interesting concept. Um, I thought it was... a pretty interesting issue and I I like the end where they're like so can you teach us to be ninjas which I thought was kind of funny wasn't a big fan of the art though I thought it was inconsistent Uh, I'm going to give the issue in general uh, a 7 I think the art brings it down a little there were a lot of books that came out that did not get a chance to read that came out on the 28th Uh, some of them include goodness Batgirl Batman Elmer Fudd Special Old New Guardians of the Galaxy Annual Action Comics Batman The Shadow Batman Beyond Black Panther Blue Beetle Deadpool vs. The Punisher Defenders Detective Comics Edge of Venomverse Number 1 uh, I Am Groot uh, Jean Grey Jonah Hex Justice League of America Occupy Avengers Secret Empire Star Wars Doctor Aphra Star Wars Droids Unplugged Star Wars Pro Dameron Suicide Squad Teen Titans Command Challenge Mighty Captain Marvel The Totally Awesome Hulk And Wonder Woman Whew. Um on our next reviews episode which in theory should be out within like a couple days because if I can get back on schedule uh, include books such as Batman Daredevil Secret Empire Brave New World uh, X-Men Gold um, also got Old New Gardens of the Galaxy Old New Wolverine Avengers Bane Conquest number 3 Champions Hawkeye Iron Fist Spider-Man Master Plan Spider-Man amongst many many others uh, including Star Wars Superman Unstoppable Wasps Spider-Man Deadpool etc. so a lot of stuff uh, anyways, our next episode, which will be coming out probably in about half an hour, will be our uh, our focus or spotlight on the Spider-Man Homecoming film, which was recorded actually on the 6th of July, so it's unfortunate. It took four days to I was able to uh, get it released, but that'll be coming out. Our next uh, reviews episode, uh, no, sorry, non-reviews in 494, will be our spotlight on Do- um, War for Planet of the Apes. And then I believe 496 is going to be a conversation with... Um, Oh my goodness, Uh, Mike Martz, and then it might be Justin Ponser after that. Uh, So we've got some good stuff coming down the pike. Uh, You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate new ghosts on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for listening to this episode. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.